baby, we got a wild one for you this week. Uh, we talk about all the things I did this weekend, including DragCon and Lucy LaDuca. That's right. Uh, we're talking about White Party, DragCon. We're talking about Beyonce in concert, the Little Mermaid movie, and baby, we got voicemails. Slay, Kevin, you better slay. Slay. This one even, is this one is full. We didn't even talk about You're Charlene full. meeting Idina Menzel, and I'm full of shit. Take us out. M. Oh. M. Mom. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is SlappySecondsPod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you slap you stupid little fucks. You not slow fucks. You darling fucks. You stupid little fucks. Welcome to Slappy Seconds. I'm Big Dipper with Meatball. I'm Meatball and that's Big Dipper. I am so tired. We're... I was just at DragCon today. We're smack dab in the middle of one of the busiest drag weekends in L.A., Absolutely. And you're doing tons of stuff. Me? Nothing. I wish I was you. I need to You've say You've never me. said that ever in your life. I wish I was you. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I gotta say, wait, what do you want to hear from me? You want a little drag con rundown? Well, you've had a crazy like 36 hours. And so yeah, I want to I want to hear about all of it. So on Friday. You woke up in the morning and drove to Palm Springs? No, Thursday I drove to Palm Springs. So let me uh, give you a rundown. Okay, you give so me the rundown. All week, I had been doing some final touches on Tony Soto's, a couple of his costumes for his show, because I was making him a bunch of stuff. So we were doing the final fittings of all that, and so that's what I, all I was doing. And then on Thursday, I was, uh, I had, let me start over, I'm sorry, I'm so tired. No, I mean, you don't have to do all that. Me, okay, okay, okay. me telling you to leave some detail out of the story. Please. And I will. Honestly, I will. Anyway, you were in I, Palm got this, I, I got the offer to do this gig in Palm <laughs> Springs on Friday. And so, sorry. I got an offer to get a gig <laughs> in Palm Springs on Friday of DragCon uh-huh. weekend. And, it, and I said, I would rather go to Palm Springs and relax for a day than um, go to DragCon. So it was for Smart. the white party. So they got me a hotel room for Thursday night. So I basically went up on Thursday. For nice. And just hung out by the pool at the hotel all fucking No, it was at the Hill The Hilton. Ten, which is the big hotel like directly it in was the center. The host. It was the host hotel for uh, also, White Party Weekend and it was right across the street from Everything Fun. I had a wonderful one day. Every time I go to Palm Springs, I always stay like away at a hotel like not away away but just like no just at like a smaller like sort of like converted motor lodge like i feel like the hilton is like one of those big big hotels there it was it was so it nice? large it was very nice i mean it was just a hotel to be let honest. me ask you start to look the same on the let inside. me ask you a question drag con is on the same weekend of white party as as white party do you think that there's a big overlap of the like drag fan folks and the gagunkunk, gagunkunk gays. You know what I mean? Who like the circus? There may circus be, sounds. There may be, but the way it's all set up, like honestly, they could probably 
do both. Like it's all it's an hour and a half away. Like if they were gonna fly in, they could do both and get away with it. I guess that's true, but like people don't like to go to white party for one day. They like to like spend the weekend there doing Drugas. chemicals. Drugas. Okay, so you. I would... gotta say the white. Okay, so I was there. I was hosting this thing with the white party. We were there for an hour. It was it was a chill time. We were saying hello. It was for Renegade Health, which is I actually think is a great company because yeah. they send you free at home um, prep test kits. So you don't even have to see a doctor. You can, like, take the test yourself, do it all, and then mail it off. And then they will send you you the prep. And it's all 100% free, which I think is absolutely cool. And then I drove from that event in makeup to Now, can I ask you, when you were in drag in the hotel lobby saying, hi, welcome to White Party, Mm. did you get a little taste of your own medicine? Back at you. Yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. Those someone... white faggots. <laughs> I did not. There was something. Uh, they. I was with Nick's Latre, Rhea's daughter. Uh-huh. She got a shit-eating grin. They were both just. She's a smiley gal. She's a smiley gal. And she was Willem's stand-in today at DragCon. So it was funny. Um, She would put the E.T. head on with the wig. Oh, and then pe- she. I saw her signing things. So I think some people may be confused. Um, she was really fun, and she would be like, hey, how are you doing? And, like, smile and wave at people, and they'd be like, hi. And then I'd be like, hey, divas, welcome to White Party. People would look me up and down and just keep walking. One, Two people on two separate occasions just looked at me and went, no, and walked away. Surprised they didn't sing that Jesse J no at you. No, 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 no. Um, and then I drove to precinct to do bitches party. Where now tell I... me this: What time did you leave Palm Springs on Friday? Three, four, five. Uh, four o'clock. Four o'clock. And what time did you get back to LA? Uh, five, six o'clock. Six o'clock, I think. Five thirty, maybe. You were going eighty and watching the TV show. And you're... I was going eighty and doing my darndest to not make eye contact with anybody in oh, any of the you, Now, did me. you have a wig on? Did you oh, keep the wig no, 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 on because no, no. you okay, said no, no, it's no. got a match? No, but the worst thing is it was so hot. I left a brand new styled wig in my car, and it because the, flat, wet. It's flat. <laughs> it's the wig I was gonna wear tomorrow. It literally is the brand new Fina wig with the flips up on the sides. They are straight down. I don't know what to do. Style I, something for yourself once. I've never been able to style hair. Anyway, I did bitchin'. It was really fun. It was absolutely insane. But all I did was I came home, laid down for a couple hours. And then the snooze and touched up my face and then went to bitchin', which was exhausting. Um, everyone, I was not hiding how tired I was. Everyone was like, are you okay? I mean, that is, that is a hectic scenario to be in. To, like, drive a huge amount and do a double gig day. It's a lot. And you're not in your 20s. It's catching up to my large, disgusting body. And then today... <laughs> I had to get up and get to DragCon at 10 a.m. And I got to film with Mr., another prep company. Oh. And I showed up as George Santos. So that was nice because I barely had to do any makeup. Oh, that's fun. 
And I went around and talked to a bunch of the queens and talked to a lot of people that were, I mean, it was basically just like an old school running around video, except for I like tried to do a lot more questions that were like Santos related. Um, oh, right. Because I mean, there's been so much, oh, wait, but I saw video footage of you running around as George Santos and then you did the, the Kintara Ravashi. Scenario? Yeah, I got, but I've been getting dressed in the weirdest places lately. <laughs> Yesterday, when I got into my car from the hosting in the hotel lobby, I stripped in the parking lot of the Hilton, just out on the main street. <laughs> and like, got down to, I thought I was in, I thought I had underwear on under my tights because I thought I planned that far ahead. And then I was like, oh, dick out in the parking lot. Sort of like how when you record on the podcast, you're like, I think I'm dressed. Yeah, I believe on my lower I half. In my I, mind, I, in my clothing. mind, I have basketball shorts and 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 the like on underneath makeup stained basketball shorts because I go straight from the de- makeup desk to the car. I I change in parking lots a lot, and I have actually changed in parking lots in Palm Springs fairly often. Not to brag, slay diva. That's all. Um, no, but this this week there was like a lot of news that came out, and yes. so there's like thirty. I had to do so much research. It it does. I think it was very smart of you to like reemerge as George Santos. Yeah, because I was done. I was, was done. Oh, it was done. And then this all happened, and I was like, oh, I should kind of zhuzh up that number a little bit too. And then um. I literally haven't had time to change that number. Like, I haven't had time to sit down at a computer. Because mm. I was at DragCon all day, and the pageant is tomorrow. So you did... What did you do? You did all this research. What did you learn about George Santos? Okay, so, I mean, there's the general... The, none of it covers the general lies about him. Like, the well, stuff that and- we love, which is, like, the drag right. queen stuff. Like, they can only actually go after stuff that they can legally accuse him of. So and there's, like, aren't a lot of the situations. charges... Um, like secret? Aren't they like locked up or like uh concealed from the public until they go to trial or something? I don't know. I mean, oh. may I guess maybe because on all the stuff that I saw, they've only really talked about like four main of four of the indictments and like how a lot of them are in three different camps. So there's gonna be one that's all just about all of his embezzlements. So he did that a lot. And, and then, then he literally just put up a fundraising campaign. Yes. Yeah. And some of it was crazy because when you set up a pack, it actually has to have, like, you have to be able to trace it and all this stuff. And all the money is easily traceable. And it went straight into his bank account. <laughs> um, And then, you know. I love I mean, a faggot who pulls a stunt. You he know pulled I mean? a stunt. And then during the pandemic, he filed for unemployment and got $20,000 from the government. And then later on his taxes filed that he made $120,000. So he's just like, he can't even lie right anywhere. So what are you going to do? Because this will come out after the patch. I don't know. I think I'm going to start with... It's tomorrow! You don't know I haven't had do? time! Like, literally, when would I have had time? I don't know. Right now is when I'm going to do it. When you were looking at Trisha Paytas' TikTok? Do you know there are worse things I could do no. from Greece? But I do know pop. I do know cell block tango. Oh, that's funny. 
I think I'm going to open it with that. I'm going to cut to maybe a video of this guy being like, I think he should have resigned yesterday. I think he should resign today. I think he should resign tomorrow. And then go into, I am telling you I'm not going. Okay, not the, gonna these are very smart ideas because you already know the song. I already know them, yes. And then, and I, I don't have time to go buy anything, so the restraint is it's only what I actually have in my house. Okay, like, so you're going to like, do, I love that we're going to talk about it now and then it'll have actually happened and we'll be able to see what you actually did. Yeah, like so if it actually was successful. You're going to be in the George Santos look. Yes. You're going to do Pop 6 Squish. Yes. No, you'll start with. Oh, no, I want to start with Pop. And they'd be like, and Cicero, instead of lip shits, just be like, George. And then like do that. And then be like, because you know in that musical, it's it, he goes, and now the six merry ladies are gonna sing about uh-huh. their murders. I'd be like, and now George Santos will defend his lies or something, like come up with something. But I also thought about how in his new little thing that he, where he came out and yelled at the reporters, he goes, This is a witch hunt. And then just ending on um you know, the riff, because he says which. That's funny. And then the new riff or the old riff? Old riff, because then I've looked Oh, because it's also the, the old riff, riff is a callback to you winning my talent last, last year. Yeah. Okay, and that's this it. Is... And then within that, I would also, he goes, he does have a spoken word bit where he goes, all right, I'm here. It's what you wanted to see. And then at that part, I would do the reveal because it would be like, okay, I'm going to do it now. Got it. Yeah, I think this is great. That's so funny to be like Pop Six Squish uh uh Cicero. George. Oh no, you could do Santos. Santos. Okay, my food's outside. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bad. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think, like, that's just how my brain works or, like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change. And you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. (laughs) 
and we are back. I was about to pull a Delta and just like pull out every item and like count them to make sure it was all there. And I was like, what am I going to do if it's not? Yeah, with the delivery driver, it doesn't really work. You can't do anything. Yeah, it only works if you're at the drive-thru and you don't want to go inside. You got to pull back around. They really give you the worst fries. Like, and act like, what are you going to fucking do about it? Come back. And you're just like, could you do good fries, please? Have you ever thought about good fries? My friend said that. You should. I was. I'm still in character. My friend said that she would always say, "Can they? Can you like double fry them?" And like that is their tip off to know, like, oh, this person wants a fresh fry. I mean, theoretically, like, they you can say like, make the fries fresh. But don't you feel weird asking somebody at like a fast food restaurant that like? I, I guess I don't feel weird. I just I I do feel weird doing it, though. I feel like every single customer has total and like 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 when you order fries at a restaurant yes like at a sit-down restaurant the majority i would say 90 percent of the time maybe even more than that they're not pulling from a vat of like they drop an order of Mm -hmm. individual fries i feel yes Unless it's like a sandwich spot where the half where the, the menu fry is like comes the with only fries, side. Yeah. right? Exactly. But like, if you're at a sit down restaurant, I feel like they're dropping fries individually. So I don't know. I feel like it's appropriate. But you're not. But that's what I'm saying is it's not a sit down. I what I'm saying is that my expectation for the quality of food and what I'm getting is pretty low when I'm going to eat a fat at a fast food place. I know, like, but I'm it's willing so to accept easy. Whatever slop they give me. <laughs> But it's so easy for them to do fresh fries. And no one there is a shareholder. No one there, like, is like, oh, man, we got to throw out the soggy fry. It's like everyone, like, just do it. It should be policy that everyone's getting hot, fresh fries right out the grease. Fresh think, out the fry. You know I think, uh, laced with powdered salt. I think, um, <laughs> I do think in and outs fries are that fresh. They're fresh, but they're awful. It's because they fresh slice the potato and then do it. And I think you're supposed to boil it before you fry it or something. Girl, who knows? I don't know. Anyway, what have you been up to this week, faggot? Well, I wanted to tell you about... Well, first of all, I have one more question about DragCon. Dead as a doornail. I wanted to know how busy it was. Oh, baby! It was dark. I, um... I don't know what was going on at Sandwich Academy that day, but no one was there. So it feels like the it feels like from an audience perspective, if you want to attend DragCon, you should go there for the Queen's Walk. You should get a good seat for a Bring Back My Girls featuring T.S. Madison as the host and like whatever season of Drag Race International that you want to watch the reunion of. And you should do the drag race after dark and go to the main stage. Because if you are there to like walk around, socialize, see people and like buy merch. I mean, there are a lot of merch sellers there, but it used to be like people would go and it was busy, even if you weren't specifically a queen or doing something with World of Wonder. Yes. I do think that we it's also like it's been a long time since there's been a drag con. There was one last year. Oh, yeah. Last year, we all thought it was slow because of COVID, but I think what has happened is the convention reached a tipping point where 
now World of Wonder has figured out how to make money like in so many different avenues. They can sell the alcohol there. They uh, can do programming there. They can film all the programming and put it on WoW Presents Plus. I mean, it's smart. They're they're feeding their own business. Yeah. And so just I think people need to go with the expectation of this is for um, this is a World of Wonder convention. It yeah. is RuPaul's Drag Race Drag Con. It is not a convention about drag any longer. I think when it first started, it was. Yeah, I would say I think that's kind of what it is because it just no one seemed to be buying anything and it definitely didn't seem to be geared towards anyone trying to actually sell their right. drag wares. Also, you know what? My opinion doesn't matter because I wasn't really there selling anything or doing anything. So Yeah. I know, looked, I mean it just looked dead and everybody and nobody had lines. But I will say at all points I could hear like people on loudspeakers talking and like cheering. So I well, feel I like think there was the like main big stage, shows it's you know what it during. is? Is it's a festival. Like they should really they need to rebrand it as like an all-day drag, drag festival. festival that's about the main stage performances and then like scheduled meet and greets. So the girls, the queens don't have to spend eight thousand dollars booking a booth together. The the convention can just provide them a two hour time slot to do meet and greets. Yeah. Because in those first Damn. couple of years, those I remember Katya's Katya's meet and greet, people were in line for five or six hours. Because it was the first ever sort of scenario where people could do underage meet and greets, not at a bar. Yeah. And now it's like, there are so many opportunities to do those. People do records, you know, they go to music. Okay, stroke. They go to uh, record stores. They do book signings. They literally just like have meet and greets in art galleries or like t-shirt launches or at the CVS. Yeah. So anyhow... I, I, you know, I don't think that DragCon is going to be too much on my radar, personally. Maybe uh, yeah. professionally or something, but not personally. Yeah, I think I'll I'll go in and out of them as a... Yeah, I don't think I want a booth there next year or anything. Although Bitch and Vander had a very good line at their booth, like, all day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that if you do it conservatively, financially, it would make sense. Like, if you just get a single booth and you hang a backdrop up and you bring two stools, you can yeah, have a Yeah, but my great biggest time. fear is, like, running the risk of, what, spending $4,000 on merchandise, $5,000 on a booth, uh, $300 for the white... Like, buy, like, setting up, like, a decent setup so that I can sell my stuff and then nobody coming. Well, you should set up a decent setup and have an iPad there and sell pre-orders. And then ship the merch out in two weeks. Pre-orders. Anyhow. Oh, speaking of pre-order, I met the one, the only, Lucille? Lucy LaDuca. And at the end of our little crazy, insane interview, because I was in character as George Santos the whole time, she went, she grabbed me and she went, I also just want to thank you so much for, like, supporting my music. And I was like, whatever you want, bitch. Whatever you say goes. I'm obsessed I with her. You really let loose. I told her. I said, thank you for actually being a talented drag queen on that show. Slay. <laughs> I love that. Um, I went to the lipstick ball. Huh? <laughs> what is that? 
<laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> I it it's was, Lady Bunny saying what? It was the Shea Coulee headlining concert. Right. Where she like did all her like she did her music off her debut album Eight, which is out now. And uh Kenzie Coulee and Chloe Coulee opened mm-hmm. and then Denali performed. Slay. And then Kylie Sonic Love performed and then Taste performed and then Priyanka performed. Holy shit. And then Shea Coulee. It was like Holy three and shit. a half hours and the cool thing was everyone aside from Kenzie and Chloe were they did original music like they did they're all recording artists or at least have singles now so there was like Denali came out and like danced but then she was like can I debut a couple singles and then she did her music Kylie Sonique Love did music everyone did music you can, you can just leave it at the door who is it it's just Amazon. Thank you. What are they delivering? Do they feel like falling in love? I feel like falling in love. I don't even know. He said something back. Have a good night? Does he want you to sign something? You don't sign for Amazon. Maybe he's horny. Maybe he's got a pee-pee. Maybe he's horny. Maybe he wants you to leave a cooler with um, Capri Suns and granola bars out on your front stoop. We do that for uh, the yard maintenance people in the summer because it's so hot. Yeah, it's nice. It's too darn, darn hot. hot. Um, Taste did... Okay, Shea Coulee is a fucking rock star. Oh, yes. Everyone knows this. The... Her concert is a way more vibey than Poppy. And I think because she's such a powerhouse, like, dancing performer, she had four dancers. They did full choreography. She changed her outfits. Like, there were visuals. Like, it was very that. But I was sort of, like, I don't know why I was expecting it, but I was sort of expecting it to be, like, really high energy but like shay's music is really vibey actually yeah so it was it was sort of a i had to like shift my expectation but obviously it was so good and then remember that song cocky she put out with the Uh vixen and uh, star she did cocky and lux noir london came out and did a verse a surprise appearance I she did a verse that. on the song. Pace ate everybody up. She did her song Swagzilla and she did um she did a full Beyonce medley. Of course she did. Um Kylie did a couple numbers with dancers. She looked so good. She sang slow version of Toxic. She sang Do It Like Dolly Toxic. She's saying, do it, do like, it like Dolly. Dolly. I love that one. And Denali is like a BB Rexa doppelganger. Is she? The the vibe she was giving last night, she looked like BB Rexa. Did you see her DragCon look? It was like very Schiaparelli. Is that how you say it? There was, Schiaparelli? There was a lot happening at that DragCon look. Yeah, I thought it was great. It had little eyeballs all over it. Tiny bun on top of the head. Tiny bun? What the fuck are you talking about? Her wig had like braids, <laughs> helicopter pedals. I went tiny my, buns. I'm so hungry, my mind went straight to food. I was like, tiny bun. You're like, she was giving she Katy was Perry food? a met, Wait, what? 
at the Met Gala. But someone did post a thing. This is the bane of my existence. Not a, the bane of my existence, but this is a theme that follows me around. Someone did post the thing, a picture of Denali at her booth, and was like, why is that couch so tiny? And the thing is, is that putting drag queens on furniture is a challenge. Because more often than not, they are bigger than a a regular human. They are, their wig has a foot on top of it than your normal head. They're in heels, which adds inches. They're padded. And their outfit more than likely has a little drama to it. So... You know, unless you're on Gina, putting a drag queen on a standard piece of furniture is a challenge. And then in this day and age, getting furniture that isn't small is kind of hard unless you're going vintage or to like a custom old school furniture shop. Because when you like order a chair or a sofa on the internet, they are all made smaller. I can guarantee you that furniture is all smaller in scale than furniture used to be because they have to be able to put it in a box and ship it to you. And so the legs are all eight inches instead of 12 inches. And the frames are inch. all... Since I've never sat on a sofa that was 12 inches off the ground. Oh, wait, well, yes, the I leg have. and yeah, then the yeah, rest of the sofa the and the then sofa, it becomes yeah, a 20 yeah. inch or 23 yeah. inch off the ground. No, I found I, it. I want a chair, like, I want my feet to just barely touch the ground. Oh, yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm, like, sitting knees up. My No, and then if you're in heels, your knees are by your face. Yeah. So, anyhow, and it is And if you're padded, you're definitely way wider. And if you're fat and then pad on top of it. That's what they call a double wide. Mm-hmm. So, um, furniture for queens is a thing that I... Yes. Everyone this year, again, was sitting. No one stands anymore. Remember those years? It was like four years of DragCon where the queens would just stand in heels all day. And then finally, I want to know who the first queen that was like, I'm taking a seat. Well, Detox, remember the year when she said, it's a bathtub, bitch, I'm lying down. And then she now regrets that. She's like, my neck is permanently fucked up from that year. (sighs) Heidi had a bed. It just needs to be a seat. It needs to be a seat. I don't know. It was Heidi there on Saturday at all today at all? I saw. I I tried to go by her booth numerous times and I we didn't catch her once. Sometimes no the dolls are booked. Um, I think Willem has the best version, which is an elevated seat on a platform so people can walk up and stand next level. to you, and then your eye level, and she doesn't have to be like propped up on a stool. Mm. Um. We have to, well, let's take a break. Take I have break. so many good voicemails. Let's we'll take a break. And then we'll do voices. Okay, be right back. Slay, faggot. And we're, and we're back. back. Now, we Weird combo. Something Thoughts. that we didn't talk about yet is Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce. So Shakira, Shakira. What is she's very exciting? Off. She's what? Goofing off on that stage. This is what I love. Well, you tell me because I just like monologued for a no. while. I hear no, no, you tell me what you love because I want to know what what my thoughts are. On what, what I mean. love is we saw. 
we saw video from the first night in Stockholm, right? It was Stockholm. Yeah. Sweet. And she's already being playful on stage with the dancers, which proves to me that they have been doing this show in a fucking warehouse in Stockholm for a month. They've been rehearsing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that she can already on show one, look away from i also saw footage of like there's like a teleprompter in the back of the house i mean it's two and a half hours of music you gotta have the lyrics running um there's like a teleprompter back there she's got her in-ears there's cameras everywhere and the fact that like she's able to look over at her dancers and just like be goofy and she's able to look at the audience and be like oh you already know all the words like like it's a brand new show that's like fucking three hours long. Yeah. And on your first night, you can be playful. They are so prepared. Yeah, I'm sure she's been. Well. And how this long is... do you think she rehearses? I feel like she rehearses for like a month or two. Yeah, that's what I think. Other girls I think... rehearse for like two weeks and they're like, it's time to take this shit show on the road. I think Let's musically. I think musically they build it for a long time. And then I think they're with the dancers for like a month. It's such Um, a good show. And she's also using a bunch of dancers that she's used like before. Well, you know, who's back. Do you know who Jante is? No. So Jante is someone who was in freakum dress. One of like the ball. Everybody got one. Who was like doing her makeup. I got a, an issue with her in Freakum Dress because she only gives just a little taste of it in the show. She gives you, like, and then I think she does, like, the countdown, and then it just changes songs. Right. Well, her discography, discography is so huge. That Don't no- get me hyped for Freakum Dress and then not give me Freakum Dress. Well, you don't that know song- that she doesn't give it to you later. It seems that like is true. It seems like every single musical choice is unique. Say it with me. Unique. Thank you. Um, to the live experience, like none of the songs sound straight through how they sound on the album. Even, even Renaissance, which usually the first time out, she's going to give you the song the way it was. You know, like she's oh, not going to yeah. do. She's not, not going to do single ladies how she's always done single ladies. So I feel like, but the fact that she's basically sampling herself is incredible. Oh yeah, I love that. It's yeah. so good. But, I, my okay, my favorite costume is the Mugler B, of sure. course, and I love the little walk she does at the very beginning of of America's America Got a Problem. Problem, and I do have a problem with everyone saying that she's a little too low energy. Because who's saying that? Who, who gives said a fuck? Who said that? Who said that? I've I just did. been seeing a lot of people just be like, it's weird that she's like not dancing at all. And it's like, well, you haven't seen the whole show. And, and she it also seems like there's moments of like full breakdown. But also dancing. Who cares? It's fucking Beyonce. Like just watch what she's giving you. Right. And the whole point of having 25 backup dancers go full fucking out is that guess what? Is she singing to track ever? She is giving you live vocal on everything. So you expect her to go full out and do two and a half hours of live vocal? Name someone who could. She's 41. She's 41? Bitch, I have an hour long show, June 3rd in Milwaukee. I am unfit. What am I going to do? 
hitting the treadmill tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to say, like, can you get going on a walk right now? <laughs> we can <laughs> no, finish I this have out been. later. I have been. No, this is my other big Beyonce thing before we get into the voicemails, which is all of the visuals. I'm just thinking about all of the visuals that exist on hard drives that were shot. Like, remember when Renaissance came out and there was like a visual booklet yes. that had all these like amazing things? Yeah. Well, bitch, like, that's not the only, like, I think a lot of those were, st- what do you see? What am I sharing? I can't even tell. My whole thing. You're Hold sharing on. your screen. My whole screen. I wanted to see, you see one window. I always get nervous because I know you get nosy. Okay, this. I like, this is B-roll that they're, like, playing at yes. the concert. But and some of that footage was from like, Grown Woman. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, oh. And then look, this is fucking footage of Beyonce on the ground, like in a thong, giving you Vogue, like like giving you ballroom shit. And yeah. you're and then some of this got turned into merch. Look at that. She's doing the new this. I have the tray that's the rolling tray. That's the of laser her in the, the eyes. Thing. Yeah. So she's so good. I just think in my brain, like, bitch, what are the hard drives? What are the hard drives? Let me in. I would just put that on and just sit back and watch. There's probably just so much and probably stuff that they paid for and built and and shot. And she's like, eh, I don't love it. What I do love is I need to turn a light on. I look like a ooky spooky. Yeah, what has happened? It's just dark here. Again, you know what else is dark? Came home, showered, and started doing this. You know what I need a nap. My soul. The Little Mermaid film. Okay. You sent me the trailer. I'm concerned. When you, on the top right side of your screen, pull it down, is your brightness turned all the way up? It's the little nodule thing that looks like a sun. Baby, I know. It's all the way up. It's, I just think. Here's what I think about the Little Mermaid. I think I well, I think she's at the bottom of the ocean, and it might be dark down there. I agree. So if you're gonna do all that, Ganj, where's all the floating plastic? It looks darker. Where is where the is the fisherman's net? Where's where the bubbles? The, the straws? Like if whatever. You're going, Her, she sounded so good. People if, are gonna be so mad. That if you're so going good. for this, it real, slightly different from the original, they're gonna hate it. I just like I'm like it, at its heart, it is a kids movie. Yes. I mean, it looks so pretty. I just like want them to turn up the brightness a little bit. I want to see. I all gotta the- say, it looks darker on your screen because when I watched it, I thought it looked fine. I want to see all the rocks. I want to see the sand at the bottom of the ocean. I want to look in Flounder's eye. You know what I mean? Okay, I do have to say, again, those trailers are made a long time ago. So that may not actually be the final product. That was made and approved a long time ago. And it could just be that they're still rendering stuff. And that's just a short little snippet that they're giving you. Why didn't they put a bunch of pollution in the ocean? You know what I mean? Well, I well, guess it's a period piece. Because it's a period piece. It's way back when, when we when uh, Prince Eric sailed the ocean. This is based on a true story? It's based on a fairy tale. Like on a Hans Yeah, but at the, at the end of the fairy tale, he marries someone else and she throws herself into the ocean and be- turns into the sea foam. 
Did you right. know that? It's from a Han Christian Andersen thong. Say, say it one more time. Thick jockstrap from a Hans Christian Andrew, Andrew Christian. All right, here we I go. I did see Andrew Christian in person today. He had a booth, and did you talk I to him? Did not talk to him. I talked to Jean Paul. You know Jean Paul. Oh yeah, who is a model for them. And what did what did they have to say? I don't know. It was just interesting to see him there. But he had all the people from the body positivity poster that went so crazy, vi- not viral, but like every gay hated it. Critical. Critical. It Can you turn critical. on a light? Yeah, I keep, yeah. I'm afraid something's going to like walk behind me. <laughs> it's getting scary over there. I will say. I mean, it was so bright that at the beginning of this recording, you like pulled up the window shade and all of this light came streaming in. And now it, it looks like a dark room. Okay, the thing that really gets me going is the ice machine. It's like in another room from the kitchen and it makes like the the pebble ice that you get at Sonic. And it's right there. The ice machine? Yeah. You hate the placement. It's just shocking. Well, don't I'm glad you're not but over here. But you've seen my kitchen. Like if you my were to see what's going on in my kitchen, kitchen right and now, your kitchen barely exists. Oh my god. So there's no room for the ice machine in there. So we put it in the room that's closest to where I keep my alcohol. I don't need the ice machine. Hey, you fat fucks. Uh, wait, no, sorry. Hey, slops. Uh, so Oops, she's done me, a bit. Is this, does anyone else do this? So I just left the cruising area. I uh, got a really nice blowjob from this nice older Latino man. Uh, you know, the did the do. Did what I needed to do. Just kind of sat there. At one point, I don't know what came over me. I just became a total dumb. And I just started to, like, shove him, like, shove my dick down his throat, like, to the point that he started to gag. And he was really trying to back off. And so, like, I'd let him breathe for a sec. And then I'd just shove it right back down. And, you know, came and everything. And as I'm leaving, I realized that I had this little inner monologue the entire time. Or, you know that video of that little, of that guy, Kevin, who's, like, twerking, and there's, like, a little kid screaming, yes, Kevin, slay, Kevin, yes! That was my inner monologue the entire time that I was gagging this older man. <laughs> Is that gay? Goodbye! <laughs> oh, it hurts! <laughs> That hurts. I feel like I don't have an inner monologue during sex. Yes, Kevin. Slay, Kevin. I don't think I do either. I think I'm like thinking about what's going on right there. Or like looking at the person and being like. What if our caller was like, can I call you Kevin? Like, (laughs) And then the, the guy was like. Sure. sure, but then never said anything out loud. It was just to line up with the inner monologue. Oh, I yeah. Well, I thought he was saying yes, Kevin, to himself, not to the other person. 
Like, oh, interesting. Good on you for being so like, dominant and dominant. Not usually my style. Slay, like, wow. Kevin. Wow, interesting. I want to. I mean, call her, call back, and let us know. Were you? Was your inner monologue about you or the cocksucker? And I do want to say I have encountered recently a few experiences with like very dominant sexual partners who, the moment they're done being dominant. Like, are, oh my God, let's go get some espresso. They're Slay Kevin, yes, Kevin. And that's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you do you know what I mean? Kevin? Yeah. I feel like what? Sometimes when people are being dominant, that it's like it turns into a little bit of like a a, a, sh- a performance. Yeah, of course. During sex? No, but like, no, I guess it just seems not genuine. Oh, well, I definitely walked. When I was downtown, I found street parking uh, to go to Lipstick Ball, and it was at the Belasco. And so I parked, and it was Friday night, and it it was like a little hectic. And as out on the street, you're familiar with that area, downtown. Mm -hmm. I used to live down there. And as I was, like, walking to the theater, I felt a couple people sort of walking right on my ass. And, like, not that I thought anything too much of it, but I just, like, puffed up a little bit. And I, I like, started walking wider and, like, my chest was out. And I was very much, like, doing an act of, like, big man on sidewalk. Me, big man. Don't give um, me no shit. Yeah, I guess that's pretty normal. I just hate when it's like... I don't know. I just remember fucking this one really muscly Italian guy one time. Uh-oh. And, what? and he just like fucking? was like... He just... Everything he said was just so not... Um, it just didn't feel real. Like, he was like, ride it. Yeah, daddy likes it when you ride it. And it just, like, felt so, like, monotone and just, like, he was just saying it to say it. You were like, Next I call. feel like falling in love. Hey, bitches. Love your show. But I'm just curious, Meatball, why do you say fuck you, Nashville? And your little fast part. I live in Nashville. Don't fuck me. Fuck you, bitch. Just kidding. Love y'all. I Wait. think when you say nasty little sluts. Oh, how you fucks you fucking Nashville. Wait, when? He how says you your you little Nashville fast fuck? part. You Nashville fucks. How you fuck you nasty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. Yeah. Hey, Nashville sluts. Yeah. Hey, all you Nashville sluts. Here's one thing I gotta say. I, I met I love a Nashville. slutty person in Nashville. We did we did sex. Oh, so now you'll talk about it? I well, I'll talk about it without a certain distinction that you were trying to make earlier. Next call. All right. So she doesn't say Nashville, FYI. Hi, you fucks, you nasty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. fucks. We are in an epidemic of men, gay men, faggots, (laughs) and possibly others. Period. Using the word edging when what they mean to say is they're lazy everyone wants to be edged people want you to come over and edge them with your mouth but what they want is for you to jerk them off Hmm? if i'm gonna edge you i want you to 
beg me to make you come. Mm-hmm. You're going to be restrained, blindfolded, um, take a couple hours. People are impatient. People are in a rush. But that's a different word. I don't know. Goodbye. I listened to this and I was like, I need some help unpacking what this is about. Uh, Well, because edging right now, I think in um, some circles, people are using it. Oh, I need, I can't even think of an example. They're like, oh, I'll wait to go get that later. I'm edging that person. Like, they'll just throw it around like that. Right, I got you. I mean, but it I think sounds... what he's saying is when he's trying to use, and then I have a question because I need to know what you think the definition of milking is. But, Me? Yeah. Well, I assumed milking was with your butt, but I think you can... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I think you can like milk with your mouth in your hand. Okay. <laughs> Uh, to me (laughs) to me milking was it doesn't matter what you use but it could be your butt but it could be your butt it's just the act of like one person just not doing anything being lazy and the other person like getting the job done but someone else told me that milking was a specific position when you like lay on a table oh no hands and knees and they jerk you off from behind <laughs> all my windows are open <laughs> yeah but then there's also there's also i know people who have milking tables that are like glory holes but like massage tables like you lay so down dead. on them you stick your dick through and then they go underneath like a udder yeah okay and crank that so boy. maybe the maybe it's milking is you have to be stomach down like an udder I don't think there are any of these rules. I think this person is basically saying that edging. edging. I changed the subject. You sure did. But edging is about prolonged, like holding off of the orgasm, about building to the edge and then backing off, building to the edge and backing off. And oftentimes when you edge with a partner, I think one partner, yes, maybe is restrained or doesn't do any of the edging and the other person is doing the jerking off to get them close and pulling them back. But I know people who like to bait together, bait bros, and they edge, you know, they watch porn and they talk dirty to each other and they edge themselves but i think people are saying what i think what this caller is saying is that people are just wanting hand jobs and they're masquerading as wanting to be edge but then they'll just come oh so they're saying that they don't know what it means but here's the thing here's the thing sometimes (laughs) because remember that one time that guy wanted me to do multiple loads on his feet yeah he wanted to cake the layers make layers (laughs) um (laughs) we got it Oh, he, I can't remember what I was going to say. All right. Let's, we, we have more to do, but let's take a break and then we'll, we'll, we got to take a break and then we'll do our last segment full of calls. We've been doing a lot. What I was going to say is if someone, if maybe after they meet you, they don't want to stick around, they just come and leave. So maybe next call. Bye. (laughs) 
down. And we're back. Oh we got uh, more calls. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. This is another bad one. I'm just so tired. Hey, baggage. So I just took the cruising spot. And let this me tell you. Guy. So I approached this one vehicle because this guy shows up. And I'm like looking for a cocksucker. So there I go. And I approach him. And I'm like, you trying to suck dick or what? And then she just kind of like. This is the same guy. And I'm like, hey. Different. And then he's like, um. What did he say? Yeah, what did he say? He's like, how are you? And I was like, I'm good. Are you just chilling or what? And he's like, I'm a top. And then I was like, oh. He's like, are you a bottom? I was like, I'm not trying to bottom right now. And he's like, oh, do you suck dick? And I was like, I do suck dick, yeah. And then he just stayed silent. So then I like opened the door a little bit. And I'm like, can I suck your dick right now? He's like, I'm, I'm looking for a bottom. I'm trying to fuck. And I'm like, well, can I suck your dick just for like a couple minutes then? And he's like, mm, I would, but I'm afraid of the sickness. And I'm like, the sickness? What the fuck, dude? Like, you just wanted to fuck me, and putting my mouth on you was going to give you some sickness? First of all, my breasts don't stink, okay? I have gone down on some guys who, perceive, who are like holding their breath, and then they do that thing where they're like, oh, exhale while they're looking down at you. And then you just get all that fucking, like, stinky fucking breath on your face. And you're like, oh, come on, man. Your dick is in my throat. Don't do this to me. But anyways, faggots, this is a PSA. You can get shit through your mouth. Like, you can get stuff. Oral does transmit diseases, but anal does as well. I don't know if this guy in his head, it's like raw is law when it comes to oral. And it's like you must be wrapped up when he's doing anal. I don't know. Maybe that's just a fact in his head that goes unspoken and unsaid. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that that's what it was. But, bro, like oral is not going to give you anything more than anal would. I mean, unless, of course, they have like throat-specific gonorrhea or something. I don't know. Anyways, goodbye. Are you sure? How do you feel I want about you to that? check you the phone numbers. That? I want you to check the so phone numbers. It's a different numbers. person. So, okay. I think that that's, I mean, clearly that is just a really ignorant person because, like, what do you mean I'm going to catch the sickness? Like, maybe, but also, maybe he does use a condom. Maybe I he uses like, a condom when he fucks and then yeah, he, and he doesn't. Because who oral, uses, uses a condom, a condom when condom you do oral. oral? That's the dumbest thing. But some people do, and so I think in his mind, he's like, well, I would never use a condom for oral. I'm sorry. So I don't think oral that's the is more risky. If that's what makes you comfortable, please do that. I wouldn't. Yeah. Because I would just, like, the sensation's gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, understand I'm it. I'm making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's not the dumbest thing. You're fine. Be an idiot and do that, you dumbass. You dumbass. You no sex have an asshole. Um... I don't know. I that call took a lot of different turns, um, twists and turns. Yeah, that person was clearly so high. But I do really understand and connect with the idea of like 
when you go cruising, you're looking for a specific thing. And just because like on a different day, you would totally be into getting your dick sucked by that person. But today you're only looking for fucking like that happens sometimes. Yeah. And maybe he'll just like kind of remember your face or your car and be like, well, next time I know. Next time I definitely want to get the sickness. I don't want to get the sickness. And now... The also, also, the caller at the end said throat specific gonorrhea. It's not the gonorrhea is not only the throat kind. It just means you can get it in your throat. Like I think he was saying the, specifically the the one that you get in your throat, which is the same as the, the one same, you get yeah. in your ass. It's just no, a I, different area of your body that you get. Yeah, in. I think you're taking the information in wrong because we're not saying like eh, never. Mind. It's not worth it? Or I'm going to fight you on it? He said throat-specific gonorrhea. I think you're just, like, really harping on the word specific, but he's just saying throat gonorrhea. Because the guy was talking about fucking his throat. Zipper, meatball, hi. Uh, So, from L.A., uh, story about New York. Went to New York, uh, hopped on the J train, and decided, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go fist this guy in Brooklyn. So went all the way out to Brooklyn. It wasn't too bad. And then gets there, and he has not been fisted in a long time. So long story short, let's just say he was very uh, bloody. And so when it was time to go, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to shower. But J-Lube, being notoriously hard to get off, made it what? so the blood was very hard to get off. And so even after really thoroughly cleaning... Uh, I still look uh, straight out of carry, uh, just blood all over myself. And I said, okay, well, I got to go meet my friends. And so I threw on my clothes, hopped on the J train, and uh, went to a bar. And, you know, just stood there and thought to myself, hmm, nobody knows I'm covered in blood. Well, yeah, uh, that's it. Goodbye. You need to talk me through this. What do you mean J-Lube is notoriously hard to get off and that you you couldn't get the blood off of your arm? Sometimes scrubbing J-Lube... It wasn't until J-Lube. I was washing the blood off my hands. I even knew they were dead. There you go. Pop six. Mm-hmm. See, Fish. I know that song. Uh-uh. I actually Cicero. know that song. Santa! Santa! <laughs> Ham! Uh, that was a deep cut for those of you who know it. Um, J-Lube is, it comes in a powder and then you make it with water. Mm-hmm. So rinsing uh, it off with water just doesn't really lube. do anything. It just like slowly dilutes it instead of like getting it off. So you Rubbing really use Dawn dish soap, cuts through the J-Lube material and gets that off. Pro tip, salt. If you sprinkle salt all over your arms, it like works as an exfoliant and absorbs what's left of the. I tube. was gonna say, what about like getting that orange soap or something? Or did when you to get the paint off your hands? Yeah, I mean, I would say when you are more <laughs> turpentine, if you <laughs> no, uh, it's just if, orange and gritty soap. Yes, you yeah, were the, never, the you little were bit never of, in no. the shop. No, you aren't I know a theater about, kid. I know about the gritty. You've soap. never built a set. I would say the more experience of a fister 
is going to be a person who has not only the supplies for the fisting, but also the cleanup. And it sounds like, obviously, if this person was bloody, they were definitely not as sort of prepared or a little out of practice. And so I assume they probably didn't have, like, Dondish soap and and salt Mm. at the ready for the cleanup. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes I think about that, like, if I suck a dick in a parking lot and then I don't have time to, like, brush my teeth or wash my full face and then I go somewhere, I'm like, oh, I got, like, body juice on my face while I'm, like, getting a coffee. It's like that one time when I was in Las Vegas and that guy came on my face and then I kind of didn't really, like, I just, like, wiped my face. And then you did the walk. Yeah, I walked, and then when I was taking a selfie in front of the fountains of Bellagio, that's when I realized I still had cum on my face. And I took that a also sounds like a monologue from Chicago. And but, that's when I realized it wasn't until I looked I, down and saw the blood on my hands. It wasn't until I saw the cum on my face I even <laughs> knew I was alive. Oh my god! Okay, do you want one more or two more? Two more. Okay. Hey, you fucks, you stupid little fucks, you nasty you little fucks. Oh, see, that um, person does it. I am wondering if the two of you have any advice for me in this situation. I have just been kicked out of my college town's pretty much only bar. Um, I am 21, fully of age, but I wore a tank top tonight because I am a faggot and I had on a really cute outfit with a tank top and jeans. It's how I choose to present myself, how I feel the most comfortable. They would not let me in while my arms were out. So I'm wondering, um, I feel terrible. I was with all my straight girlfriends. They all got into the bar. I'm wondering if either of you have any advice for assimilating into straight places because it has been made clear to me tonight that I will not be let in, not accepted as the faggot that I am. So, you know, is, is, that, is that gay? Let me know. Anyway, goodbye. That's a big call. That fucking sucks. Also, honestly- you're girlfriends went in I was without gonna you? Say, I was like, the fact that they went in without you means that they're not your friends. That's some real shit behavior. Unless they left or like... Yeah, unless they got in and then yeah, you were not allowed like, and, and then, then you they weren't, And then they were like, oh, fuck this or whatever. But like, if one of them was like, but Kyle's here. I want to see my boyfriend. I'd be like, we're not friends anymore. Um, Why? What would you say? I know my advice is going to be awful because I know the answer, the correct answer is like, go like you should be allowed in clearly right but unfortunately my answer would be like fuck that place i'm never going back i'm sorry ladies if that's where you want to hang out i choose not to give business to them unless there's a dress code for men and everybody wearing a tank top gets kicked out right because you know into places where they're like we have a dress code and i'm like prove it and then they show me and then i'm like oh so I, I I mean it is it's 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 a lot to think about because you're like you're young you're a 
fre- freshman, it's your college town, and you're saying it's pretty much the only bar. So it feels like, unfortunately, for people who get the short end of the stick, who are discriminated against and marginalized, a lot of time the way that you have to teach people for people to like adjust and change is you have to like show them. So it kind of feels like, Oh, I'm going to just like wear a t-shirt and go back to the bar and then make friends with the people, at the bar, and then wear a tank top the next time. And then eventually whatever outfit, because I'm friends with everyone, people realize there's no actual danger or fear in you wearing a tube top or a tank top or whatever the fuck you want to wear. Yeah. Problem is if you make a stand, you're just going to end up like having a shitty time. And even though it feels like a battle to fight, I don't know that fighting it in the way of like going back week after week in an outfit, you know, you're going to get turned away is the way to fight this because it feels like the power structure is so unequal. Yeah. It fucking sucks. But is that I'm like gonna, yeah, bending I, to their will? I think that like my mind says that's bending to their will will because then you are literally trying to just fit in. And I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like you should be able to wear whatever you want to wear. But again, if it's the only bar I could see myself, if I was in this situation, I'd put a shirt like I'd just put a normal shirt on and go. But again, I wouldn't become like friends with them, but I feel like I would make myself a regular to the point where they realized again that I was not a threat. But that's not how I should live my life. This whole thing sucks. Yeah, this this sucks a ton. Boo, this sucks. Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. I don't know what to do. If truly, I would just put on a shirt. And go back and see if it's even worth going there. Again. Yeah, because you also might go in there and be like, this place sucks. Yeah. And then never want to ever go back and be like, fuck them. But already this place seems like it sucks. Unless there's a dress code that's being enforced. Yeah, that's true. All right. Next call. Next call, baby. Okay, this is our last call. Choose one, two, or three. Four. No. There's two. three left. Two? Oh, that's fun because it would be the exact same whether I chose this one to be number one or that one to be number one. You know what I mean? Hello, Big Dipper and Meatball. Longtime listener, first time caller. I love the podcast. I have a very important question for Miss Meatball. When are you going to bring Fat Slut to Chicago? Ooh. We would really like to have you here. Ooh. I cannot fly all the way to Los Angeles to come see Fat Slut. Please come to Chicago. That's it. Love you too, Dipper. You should come as well. You're from here. Goodbye. You're from here. You're from here. Uh, um. I will bring it when I can. I'm working on it. It's oh, one of secret the project? cities that I really, 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 really want to go to. It's not a secret that I, I'm like working on it. I'm working with, um, it's a oh, lot to manage alone. So I've found another company that's helping me kind of put together a thing. And I will, whenever that happens, it'll happen. These things take time. 
They do take time. More um, time than I fucking thought it was going to take. You should have seen me being like, I'm ready for summer. And, and they were like, like, babe, no. next year. Yeah, it's. Did you, can I just, as we wrap up, I just want to say, I just saw photos of Jan's drag con booth. Did you yes, see I, it? Yeah, I was, I talked to Jan. Where she's all in the same color as yeah. the whole booth. That is like a very simple but wildly effective way of like making a splash. Like, cause all the photos are like, oh shit, look at that. Yeah. I really liked her booth. Oh, I also forgot Lucy LaDuca in the middle of us talking just went, ooh, ah, at me. I know. Oh, so I know. she knows. I lost my fucking mind. Um, yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Sorry, I've, I've been on a very steady decline during this whole interview. I fear I may not have time to make that mix before my body shuts down. Well, let's get you out of here. Why don't I you also wrap feel like up? my body is like, like literally during this podcast, I was complaining to you because I haven't pooped in five days, everybody. And I don't know what's going on, but I think I might be dying. Is there any doctors out there that want to come look at me? Thank you so much for listening to this week's they episode. Wanna, they want to look at you. Can someone look at me? Because I think I'm like I am in so much pain right now. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod. You can follow us on TikTok at Sloppy Pod too. Yeah, that's right. Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Spiciest Meatball on Instagram. You can, you know, the drill. Download Mom Pot Plus and get everything. Goodbye. I'm not doing it. I can't. I physically can't. I'm sorry. Okay. Bye. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.